Welcome to Kick the Effin' Ball Podcast, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. From GA to LGFA to Hurling and Camogie. Here we go! And the referee is looking around and acting of Mickey. Slobberini, Slobberini! There's men being kicked and bruised all over. Over the bell with the bear for a day. Over the bell with the bear for a day. He got a boot in the head and you're not looking at it. He got a boot! Oh yeah, you're welcome to Kick the and Ball, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. My name is Murph, and the man across from me, doing all the editing and producing and all the rest, Mr. Nathan Meaton, how the hell are you? Murph, I'm fantastic, how the hell are you? Oh, sure and grand, sure. You know yourself, every week's a different week, you That's know? That's it, Murph, there's one very important thing I forgot to do before we started this podcast. I forgot to open the can of Coke. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? outrageous all right we're going to dive straight into it Nathan massive week massive week uh, in terms of awfully GA in massive week in terms of awfully GA yeah Shane, Shane Lowry has become the official partner with awfully GA yeah wow it's great to see a local lad pumping the money back in isn't it wow yeah five five years five years yeah it's, it's unbelievable so it's funny how um I suppose it all started. I don't know if you noticed back when Limerick first won their first All Ireland. JP McManus, so he's a horse racer owner down in Limerick. That's right. So JP would be heavily involved with um, obviously horse racing, but he's a mad avid fan of GA and pumped a lot of money into Limerick throughout the years, underage systems and so yeah, on. That's right. And based in 2018, he donated a hundred thousand to every Gaelic Games county board. So that had to be, to be divided out then amongst the local clubs. Right. Um, so obviously he's still the main sponsor for Limerick GA and he's heavily involved, I suppose, in everything around Limerick Value, GA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the All-Ireland final, uh, Shane Lowry sent a text and I think he kind of got the idea rolling. Like, listen, I suppose he's... He's uh, enriched in, I suppose, with the Lowry's and the family being involved with Offaly GA. His father won an All-Star. That's right, yeah. His uncles, they're all involved with Offaly. So then he had the, you have the uncles on the other side then from the Scanlon side, of course. Mark is over Clara, senior footballers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colm was there. Colm played a lot. I think all the Scanlon's kind of played a lot of GA. So it's, it's embedded into him kind of from both sides. Yeah, you know yeah, it's I mean? good. And it's good that... Um, his focus that he's going to be doing is kind of the commercial fundraising activities, um, coming in working with development squads, um, the coaching, the, uh, the actual coaching yeah. going into schools. But I think that's what JP said to him. Yeah, he said, you know, you, you need to invest in grassroots. It has to come from the yeah. bottom up. It has to. You can't just pump a hip money into a senior team and make them class. You have to get the young lads out on the field. But but it, it's good, and even down to the terms of, I was just reading today, that he's also going to be doing bursaries for any students looking to go into third-level education as well, which is class. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's class. It's, you know what I mean? If more people were in Shane's position to done it in the counties across the country, you know, like, I'm just taking a sample. So, Westmead. Yeah. Like, what's Niall Horn's network? What's Michael O'Leary's network? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds stupid. Go to Sligo. Westlife. Westlife, yeah. <laughs> Go to Carlo. You have, um, what do you call your man, the horse jockey? Willie Mullins. Willie Mullins. Hey, hey, the biggest, you forgot the biggest one in Carlo. Oh. I'm not going to sit here now and let you talk about famous people from Carlo and lay out the big man. 
Richie Kavanagh. Oh, me uncle Mickey had a book on that. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, apart from that, like I, I just think it's 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 an unbelievable um, thing to be done for your club and for your county. It just goes to show, no matter how much money he made, he always kind of kept his feet firmly to the ground. Well, that's it. He was always still. Yeah. He was always still class as the local lad. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like even he can walk into the, he could walk into any of the pubs in Clara now and drink a pint. Oh, well, Shane, how are we going? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, in the terms of the coaching and games and workshops and stuff, like, they're looking, at the minute, sorry, they have three people um, under coaching staff. And by the January 22, they plan on having 11 coaches employed working within the county. Right. Which is going to, listen, it's not going to, like, not being smart. Next year or the year after, you ain't going to see benefits. But, 10, 20 years down yeah. the line. Would well, I be right in saying though he had a big thing in with Faithful Fields that had a big golf classic for Faithful Fields? Yeah. Did yeah. Spear had most of that? Yeah, but you yeah, have to remember like they just raised 200,000 as well like. Yeah. So, like in fairness to them what Awfully J are doing now is the time to do it like. You oh, know easy, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And it's probably it's probably been prolonged to yeah. a certain extent. Well, it's like you've seen, awfully haven't had massive, massive success since 90s, early noughties. Yeah. I know they got to a Leinster football final. Like 2006. 2006, they played yeah. Dublin. Yeah. I, I don't, they haven't, have they reached? No, I don't think I, they have reached. No, they haven't. I could be wrong in saying that now. No, like, look, I know people haven't. are going to get on to me, but. Well, in the football, they haven't. In the football, they haven't. No. I know they've done well. They got a couple of Leinster finals in the under 21 hurling. Yeah. And I know this year or last year, they're in the minor Previous football. season, they're in the minor football and the minor hurling. Yeah, yeah. Which are yet to be played. I think I think they're going ahead. I, I think someone said to me the games are going ahead. But it's isn't it great for underage kids coming in to have the likes of Shane Lowry, who's an elite elite sports person, oh, coming yeah. in and working with you. You know, a, a top role model. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. Nathan, we'll move on, I suppose, swiftly from from that. The return to play for the clubs. Yeah, we're back. Tanks beat her, but Jesus, we're back. I thought I'd never get out of the house, being honest with you. Emily's getting sick of looking at you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So from the 10th of May, all club adult trains can resume in pods of 15, uh, non-contact. So it is what it is. You Kicking just, the ball up and down the field and doing a bit of running. Well, listen, it's not better than sitting at home, oh, scratching, scratching your... Hole. Yeah, yeah. 7th of June, they're hoping to recommence of Challenge Games. Okay, but the only thing I know this sounds. Uh, last year was worked well as they're still shutting the indoor facilities, and that's fine for lads, but for women, I think it's a bit harder on them. That you know, well they, they can come prepared to matches and stuff yeah. like that, but still to change your tops or change jerseys, like any club grounds you go to, there's probably only one female toilet or you know what I mean. So like yeah. Jesus, I don't even remember last year, like, the queues to get into the toilet for the girls before a match, where you would actually want them out on the pitch doing a bit, and you could have to wait 20 minutes for girls behind the tops, like, yeah. that alone, because every girl, and it's completely understandable, so I do think that's going to be, it's annoying. Like, but it's, it's not even that, Murph, if you have a lad playing, we'd say, right, challenge match, Yeah. I, I think you would probably be playing people outside your county for a challenge yeah. match, you yeah. know, make a bit of a thing of it. So if you have a lad that's going to travel from Clara or Rosemount or Tullamore yeah. to play a challenge match in 
Roscommon. Yeah. You know what I mean? If the weather is bad and you're after out there for 70, 75 minutes covered giving it everything, and you're covered in muck and shite and you're wet and you're soaked through to the skin, you need to be able to have a shower after the game. I know. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It's a you nightmare. know what I mean? I even seen it myself. With, um, I was involved with the rugby team in Moat last year. Yeah. I was the logistical director. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's, that's the, the title of more Gemi. But I, look, come here. Glorify kit man, basically. But I seen that the lads were scheduled to have games down in Wexford. Yeah. And you're traveling. A lot of them guys are coming from Moat, Athlone, yeah, that slow. How are you supposed to travel from Wexford? Back up yeah. to the Midlands. Covered. Yeah, in, muck. In, in muck from top to toe it's not it's not feasible no it's not that leads up to lads getting flus and colds and pneumonia and all this stuff like that yeah you know what I mean it's a nightmare that's just my two cents no no and that's fair I, I suppose the bigger thing at the minute is there's still no word on minor county or under 20 count under 21s yeah. yeah there's still no word in that yes so they're being left out in the dark as well oh big time big so, time and it's not it's not fair on them really either because Technically, it's their nearly it, it's their second year to be left out because there was no minor last year, um for the well I know for the ladies there was no minor football right so say again this year they could be possibly left out and then there's with the men's there's nothing there either so oh. now listen there will be fixtures along the way but I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where they're going to fit it in like to be fair there's been dilemma all week um. With Camogie Association, Dave came out, Nathan, and oh, it's just to be honest with you, an absolute mess. Right. Yeah, it 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 has become a mess. In terms of. So, the players voted. Eighty-two percent of players voted, and basically all senior counties except for one were against a split season. So what a split season is, Nathan, is basically where. They'll have the national league for the county. Okay. They'll do all the hard work for that. They go back to their clubs. Okay. And then, after they finish their club championships, they have to go back again to the county. Okay. And it's just... It doesn't tie in with ladies' football. So, where ladies' football have come out now with their master plan for the year, right. and they're going National League, All-Ireland Series, and then after the All-Ireland Series comes September... It's your club championship. So basically the way the... County first. It's the same as the way yeah. the men are running off their competitions. Yeah. County okay. first. But the biggest problem is why go and ask the Camogie Association why go and ask the Camogie Association um, to have a vote and have a say and have an opinion and go the opposite way around it. Like it just it's brain dead to me. So I'm confused. So what way what way is the is it been run? What's... The problem is is that the girls have to go back and play, go back to play the National League, which is fine. Yeah. The girls want to go back and play the National League. But then once the National League is finished, they go back and play with their club team. Right. And after the club championship's finished, they go back then and play with the county again. Where the ladies' football is going to be playing all county first, run till probably August, September, depending on how far you go, and then the club will follow after so you could have dual players playing yeah. with their county and then you'll, they'll also have to try and make commitments to their club if they're playing football or if right, they're playing okay. camogie. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 I get you. It's just an absolute... But even I, like, look, I, I listen to the two Johnnies podcast every week 
and they were saying there was a situation down with care where they had gotten yeah. to yeah uh, two years ago I think last year I think it was I'm not sure I can't remember exactly yeah. when but I just remember them talking about it and they, basically they had gotten to a ladies football final yeah and the camogie final yeah I can't remember whether they were to be played on the same day or the same weekend I think it was the same weekend I'm going to go with that I think it was the same weekend I could be wrong yeah, in saying Saturday that but it was yeah. something similar to that anyway but they had to pull out one of them yeah the, the women just got together because a lot of them were playing the same they were playing football and camogie yeah so they just said no sure look come here we're not going to be able to manage the two of them. We're, we're going to have to pull out one. I, I, I so where's the breakdown yeah. in communication there? Why is it like the Komoki obviously want to be promoting their sport? Yeah. And the LGFA want to be doing the same thing. And they're both doing good jobs. But why can't it just come together and say, well, hang on now, look, this isn't good for either sport. We need to come up with some sort of a, yeah. of a solution that's going to prevent this from happening in the future. But the thing about it is, Nathan, um, prior to Komogi coming out, Doreen O'Sullivan, which is a Cork footballer, okay. she was the captain of them last year, and she kind of came out during the week and was on radio and so on, saying that she hoped the Komogi and Ladies Gaelic Football Association could work together and to re- avoid a repeat of fixtures crisis that they had affected on dual players last year. Right. Um. So, like, at the end of last year, the LGFA pushed the Cork and Galway All-Ireland Senior semi-final a week back as it was originally stated for the same day as the senior Cork Camogie match right yes so if they had not done that that would mean that the girls would have to decide what game you know like am I going Basically with the senior Camogie or am I going with the senior they were put in front of a firing squad yeah. and saying right lads club or county yeah and that was the pro- no 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 sorry it was county and county so it was either okay, go okay. play an All Ireland semi final with your county in Camogie, or go and play an All Ireland semi final with your county in football. So there was a clash between the two of them again. This is inter county fixtures. Like this is the problem oh, where it lies. Yeah, and then to make it worse, there has been no reassurance given that it would happen in the future. And obviously, they're back to square one again now with all the stuff that's going on. And the, the funny thing she came out with, and she's hundred percent right, like. Because um, I know myself, we're working with Sarsfields down in Leash last year, and O'Moore's. They're a dual club as well. And they, we they, we had 17 girls cross over between Camogie and football. And all the girls asked for was that, you know, they weren't out six nights, seven nights a week training. And that there was a bit of consistency between they weren't expected to play a, a Camogie game on Saturday and a football match on a Sunday. And that's Which actually, is fair enough. Yeah, and that's what Doreen Sullivan came out with as well out Cork. She said she, it doesn't have to be three weeks apart for a championship game or nothing like that. Um, they just want, you know, a, a day or two between them that is reasonable enough that you can get yeah. your full recovery in. Exactly. And I, I can't see anything wrong with that. I can't, but at the same time, it it's not a problem with the men's. Because it's both codes been ran by the same association. Yeah, yeah. Why can't something similar be implicated into the ladies' setup? That's now look come here. You know more about the ladies' setup than I do. Yeah. When it comes to the whole ladies' GA thing, I would put my hands up and say I am clueless. I, I think I think it has been tried and taught and trialed and errors, mm. but they just have never got to get. <coughs> They just have never got to get their eye eye in it and know where. <coughs> they just never got to get it and know where their. I suppose it was going to work, and the Camogie station always seem to go 
three steps forward and three steps back. They're and always end up in the same position. Yeah, yeah, they never just seem to get a move on. And to be honest with you, it's probably turning girls away from it, Nathan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's not that hard that they could sit down and organise it, you know, between the two associations and say, listen, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. But why don't they just, when, when they're championship, when they have their fixtures done, yeah. before announcing any dates, you know, football, okay, off you with me, Dublin, Kilkenny, Cork and Taiwan. Just three random, a couple of random counties off the top of my head. Them fixtures on the Camogie side, we'd yeah. say, for argument's sake. If it looks like they're going to collide with each other, you know straight away but the fixtures have been yeah. done. Or why don't they even bring in like an independent party that's just going to do the fixtures? You make the draws. Your associations make the draws. Yeah. But have, we'd say, I'm ladies football, you're... Kamogi, you make your fixtures, I make mine, we submit them to Jimmy down the road, and Jimmy says, right, well, look, there's got a couple of conflicts of interest here, to avoid all that, we'll do it this way. Yeah. Because there is, there's people out there that do it. Yeah. Yeah. So can. why not, why not? It's just, look, I could be talking absolute bull. No, it's not a bad idea, Nathan, but like, there's going to be a lot of hatred going on now and people put like I was even looking at Twitter over the last 24 hours and when the Camogie Association came out and said they were going this way and like jeez the amount of people like and from inter-county managers to players to um, sports writers to, that's all heavily involved with the Camogie Association yeah. and they're all just absolutely fuming at them and fuming over it and you can't argue with them you yeah. can't argue with them in other news Nathan yes Alan how is life? Sure, look, come here, there's no point giving out. I think um, we're really getting down to the brass knuckle of the fixtures. Yeah, looks that way. You're looking forward to them? Yeah, really looking forward to it now. Next weekend? Yes. We have the National League fixtures. That's right, yeah. Uh, we'll have the Hurling. First game on TV, TG4, Saturday, 2 o'clock. Westmead and Galway are in the hurling. Should be an interesting matchup anyway. <laughs> well, it's I suppose a good, a good opener. I I I can't wait for it. It'll be good to see how far Westmead have come. Yeah, be interesting to see it now, especially after having a bit of a break. Listen, I seen Cormac Boyle is going to, is their captain for the twenty twenty one season, which is a good appointment as well. Um, I you'd be looking forward to it, Nathan. Yeah, it should be, it should be an interesting game. I'm looking, look, come here. I haven't seen the game of Harlan in a while. I'm actually looking forward to just sitting down now and just all next weekend. Like it's on TG Four Air Sport, um, RT One, RT Two. I think they're doing them as well. Yeah, I think they're they're kind of been covered. So, yeah, there's going to like obviously they'll have Allianz League Sunday on as well, which will be interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Are you? Yeah, and then wait. the following weekend then we're back with the National Football League they're going to be out the following weekend I think the 15th, 16th of May which is going to be ideal as well and you'll have the launch of the Ladies National League and the Camogie as well and speaking of ladies football did you see on Facebook this morning I thought it was very funny uh, the awfully ladies were down in Marion Square 
picking stones off the new off the, off the field. You're not serious. Off the new pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, great team bonding. Great team bonding. <laughs> but was like I seen. I think it was a Daniel GAA. It was a couple of that, yeah. couple of places done it where the they entered the competition and they went out and fought your turf for you. Yeah, weird. Where was it last year? Maybe it was Dangan. No. I remember seeing Dangan doing it Remember our anyway. team went on a bus and on the way back decided they were going to go on foot turf for some old lad to see out in the middle of a bog. Oh, Jesus. Oh, who was that? Come here to tell you, Nathan. The last thing I want to be doing after getting after playing a match is getting off a bus to go on foot turf. The last thing I want to be doing is getting up off the couch to go <laughs> to the bog to foot turf. <laughs> Oh, oh god! I, oh, Joe you know was it was a team from Donegal, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes. That's it. I knew. I, I knew it was. It was somewhere there, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, listen, it was. No, I got. I tell you more. If I got away from Torf a long time ago. I oh, bought, you did. I yeah. bought a wood pellet stove, and that does the job there now. <laughs> and still, at that, it's it, it's hard work. Oh stop! Having to fill it, just take take the bag out of the shed and bring it in, and just tip oh, it in. Yeah, oh, dear, oh, it's yeah. a killer, absolute killer. Anyways, Nathan. Yes, anyways, Alan, we are very, very happy to announce this man as our special guest this week. A good friend of Murph's and a very good friend of mine, because... Why is that, Nathan? Why is he a good friend of mine, Murph? Because he gives you buns. He has fine buns, in fairness to him. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a chat with former Longford Ladies manager, Mr. Enda Sheridan. Oh yeah, I'm delighted this week to have Mr. Enda Sheridan on the line. For anyone that doesn't know Enda, Enda is a good buddy of mine. Enda had a great career all the way up in underage and intermediate level, playing with Castown Finney and at county level. He then had to, I suppose, stop a little bit earlier due to an injury. So I'm delighted to have Enda on the line and we'll have a good chat today. Enda, how's things? How the hell are you? All right, Mark, how's things? Glad hope you're keeping well. All good, all good, buddy. Um, listen, we'll, we'll dive straight into it. A young end of Sheridan, where did it all begin? Where did you start off? Um, I suppose, well, look, it all started off probably for me in Finney and Ashes School. Um, very, very small small parish. Um, I think it was 23 international school when I was leaving. And look, I suppose, like every country school, um, you, you lived for break time and lunchtime to get out and, and kick a ball around. And I suppose... For us, that that's where we where it started. We were on the cabin border, so uh, myself and my old brother Ray and Derek, we uh, we would have been the cabin side of the bridge, but uh, we were very much taken in into Finney, and uh, yeah, that's where it all it all started for us. Would would football have been a big thing, and in, in the family, or were you kind of the first generation, or like was Ray or Derek involved in football, or your dad, or was it just kind of. Um, yourself just kind of start the, the, the stepping stone for it yeah no dad, dad would have played football back with Fnei back in the day Fnei would have actually been known as Fnei Slashers right. um, I think they were kind of known, known for having um, a player from nearly every county at one stage playing on a Sunday morning when they'd be down for the weekend with a friend or type thing so but yeah no Derek my eldest brother Derek would have played a bit of an underage and then Ray Ray would have been on and Captain Westmead Miners back in the early 2000s. And um, so, yeah, look, a couple will be a big part of our of our family. And uh, even my nephews and that now will be will be hugely, hugely involved in football and sports. So, um, yeah, we'll be definitely a family big in, the, big in the sport. Oh, yeah, oh, good. And, and I suppose a quick one for you as well. When you came out of Finney, you headed for Granard Secondary School. 
So what was, I suppose, teenage end like, to, to be fair? Did you have the football in you when you were in there? Or was it a case of you're looking for the drink and the messing? Or did you kind of always wanted to stay focused on the football? Oh, yeah, Jesus. was none of that now growing up. <laughs> uh, we, we were very lucky where we, where we uh, were brought up. We were on the cabin with me, Longford Border. So I went to school in Knuckworth and Granard. And we would have had a great selection of lads from Longford Cabin West Mead. So we kind of... From a football perspective, we'd, we'd very, very competitive football teams growing up, and there was always a great vibe in school for, for GA and that. Um, and, yeah, I suppose I would have been lucky. I would have been playing underage with Westmead, and then I would have actually played soccer for a club in Cavan. So kind of got to see the best of, of, of the three counties and how, how different the three of them were in ways. So yeah, growing up was very, from the age of 12 to 18, would have been every evening, would have been something going on after school. So... Um, socialising would have probably taken back seat for those few years, you know. Yeah. So when when you when you were I suppose a, a teenager and you you actually done a, you played a kind of all grades with Westmead. You're under fourteen, under sixteen, and minor, um, inter county. For that, for you coming from a small club like Fine, I suppose that was a big deal at the time, was it? Um, it would have been. We would have Fine at underage historically wouldn't have been that competitive, but we had two very good teams. One which would have been a year ahead of myself with the likes of. Nice and kind, Ian Doolan, that that era, and then Ray, my my older brother's era as well, was like Danny McDermott, Rona Doolan. So both those teams, the five years apart, would have been very competitive. We would have won a lot of A championships and that. So um, we were lucky in that that respect. But uh, yeah, I suppose in the county teams, it would have been myself and Glenn Plunkett, would have been the two lads that would have been on, on those teams growing up. But um, yeah, look at Fine. I know it's probably the longest name in the country in GA terms. It's a very very rural area, uh, a lot of bog. There's not a whole lot of uh, lot of, of, of people out there. But uh, yeah, look at any day of anyone on, on the county team at any age grade, it's, it's it's good for the club, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And I suppose, Andy, when you actually retired at at a at a young age, at 22 years of age, that was because of a triple spinal transfusion, if I'm right. Yeah, it was a triple spinal fusion. Yeah, so um, yeah, so. I, it would have been a case to kind of it just gradually kind of came that after a training session or a game I would be I'd be very sore the following day and then it it was for two days and three days and so on so long story short I went and got a lot of MRIs and I think I ended up getting eight epidurals six steroid injections and it just didn't work so yeah it was to put it down to wear and tear which was very very uncommon at my age so the kind of the only solution uh, was to go and get the L4, L5, S1 uh, discs fused. So, um, look, thankfully, it was a long process. It was a long road, but thankfully, uh, came out the right side of it. And thank God, everything is everything is great now. And and at at that stage, and uh, um, a young twenty-two-year-old, twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old, were you involved with your intermediate? Were you starting on the team, or were you involved with the, the yeah. club? Yeah, no. In two thousand eleven, I was starting the goals in two thousand eleven. Um and then yeah after two games there was a break so and then after 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 the second game I wasn't able to go back um with the back so uh, I was advised to take three months out and just the injections and all that they hoped would work but it didn't work so unfortunately that was um unfortunately that was the year we actually we made it to meet media final in 2011 and then in 2012 we actually went on to win it. Um so yeah look it was it was I suppose in a way it was bittersweet seeing seeing your home club go on to win a. I covered it, uh, intermediate championship, not being part of it, but um, look at, uh, I suppose life is there's more to life than football, and it's kind of now you look back and you think, look, it was tough at the time, but 
um, kind of very much a case that doesn't that doesn't kill you, makes you stronger, you know. Yeah, and I suppose once you, I know you told me previous this you went up to Santry for your your interview or sorry, you went up to Santry for your uh, operation stuff like that. So once you came out with your um, there was a lot of recovery and uh, where, where, what does a 22 year old do being given the news getting the surgery like where where does it kind of go or were you kind of in this limp mode for a while or did you just bounce straight back up and you know because as long as I've known you you've kind of always been a well built man as well um, and you've always looked after yourself is that just over the last couple of years you just decided that you'd get up and go or is it it took a while yeah I suppose to get to news at 22 that you, you have to go and get uh, six screws in the cage put in your lower back. It's not exactly something um, you, you want to be hearing. Um, I do know, like I'd love to say I got the operation and was up and was flying and everything else that or wasn't. There was. There was definitely some dark days and realistically it probably took the guts of probably took three and a half, four years before I got wow. I got completely back on track. But um yeah, like that. It was very challenging. Like I, I remember when I woke up from surgery, and um, Fine actually had just beaten your home club Rosemount <laughs> in the county semi final. And like, yeah, I just said I get that in there, Mark. But, uh, like Ray, the brother was, yeah, the brother Ray was captain. Dad was chairman of the club. My other brother Derek was the selector. So it was very much. It was a bit of a. It was a tough feeling, kind of waking up in hospital and kind of having all that cool. going on, and you not being involved, and wanting to be involved. But look, like I said at the time, there was. It was definitely like for maybe two or three years after I definitely did kind of I, I I won't say resent GA and football but there was a lot of kind of why why me why at 22 23 and I was just coming into my prime was this all taken away from me and okay now I look back on a completely di- different uh, outlook on it but uh, yeah at the time it was definitely tough it was challenging challengingly mentally. And everything else, but um, yeah, look at thank God everything has worked out, and uh, yeah. So, Andy, you didn't you didn't step away from from the game, um, you actually went back and managed your local rivalries ladies team, uh, Ballycamoy ladies in two thousand and fourteen, and you were betting intermediate final. Um, what was the initial idea or thoughts to get into management, or was it just were did they come approaching you or? Um, no, I'll tell you, first of all, actually, it was the, the unfortunately, late, great Ned Flynn that wrote me into coaching with the, with Fene under 16, sorry, St. Michael's under oh. 16 at the time, back in 2013. So I went back and took them, and we actually, we had, we, we had a good run and really enjoyed it. Some really good young lads involved who are mainstays on the, on the Fene team now. And from there, I got approached by Balak Mile very randomly to see whether they go to the ladies team and should look at I said I had nothing to lose, so I went and yeah, we got to the interview final. I think we both bet us by a pint in the end. It was, uh, but um, yeah, and then from there I went on to take over St. Lomans in, in 2015 and three great years with them. And yeah, it was just, it was something that kind of I had no real, um, no real admiration to get into. But then when it came knocking, it was kind of, and I, I have always said this is the best thing that ever happened in a way was for me to get injured because if I didn't. I definitely wouldn't have got into coaching as early as I did. And secondly, I don't know what I've got into coaching um, at all. So look, at very much a case of every cloud has a silver lining with regards to that. But any, like, like, for people that don't know, like you've had huge success anywhere you've went in the terms of, you know, 2014, you're at Ballycamoyle, you're betting intermediate final. Uh, took over Lomans 2015, you were bet the first year in a inter, or inter, a senior inter-county final. 
that year Milton that Betsy went on to win an All Ireland title. You won the double with St. Lomans 2016-2017. You took over your own local club, Finney, um, junior men at the time, and won the treble with them in 2016. And you also took over Westmead Minor Ladies in 2016. And you were bet in a Leinster A final by Dublin after extra time, considering you were 12 points down at half time. Like, that amount of stuff alone, before I go any further... For a young man like yourself, it's it's incredible. Like, we'll just pick on one particular. Going back and managing Cast Down for Cool White Hall to junior track, like, how did that feel? It was unbelievable. It was like, as a whole, 2016 was a year that I will never, ever forget and will never, well, hopefully someday I might have accomplished something close to it. But, like, it was, it was just a remarkable year. Um, yeah, like, obviously, after the, after the hurt of, of losing to Middletown in 2015 and then going on to win in All-Ireland, we were really motivated going back in early in 2016 to, to try to win a championship and then Westmead Miners became became available as well. So I took that I took that on board and that was probably one of the most enjoyable teams and journeys I had. because uh, you know, the year before I, I don't think they won a game at sea level, at minor level. So there was oh. absolutely no pressure on us whatsoever. And it was just an unbelievable group group of girls like the Lucy McCarthy. Or sorry, Lucy McCarthy and um, Bird Dillon from Milltown, Katie Heffernan who's playing rugby for Ireland now, was just very, very special group of girls. And um, yeah, like I said, we went on to, we were 12 points down against Dublin at half time, dead, dead, dead and gone. And the girls come back and put in an unbelievable shift. And Ruth O'Connor actually had a chance at the very end to, to win it and unfortunately hit the crossbar. But listen, that is life. And then, yeah, obviously, Finney that year was just unbelievable to go. And like I said, to miss out on winning an intermediate championship in 12 and to go back and, and manage a club that, you know, a lot of lads like the Darren McCormick and these lads who were just heroes out our park would manage to coach those boys was was really unbelievable. And we had a great year winning the treble and we got to a Leinster semi-final. And it was just it was an unbelievable year. And like I said, it was a year that, uh, that I will never, never forget. Uh, and... So when we come out in 2016, you decided to go across the pond and you headed to Longford and you took over Kilo Ladies in 2017 and the same thing again, you were betting a senior county final. Um, different players, different environment. How, how was that over there, Enda? Or, because I know if people don't know this already, uh, in 2019 you also took over the Longford Senior Ladies as well. But we look at Kilo first and... The different experience what was it like yeah look i suppose i've been very lucky being involved with clubs like the lomans and, and kilo that they're just unbelievably well-ran clubs and um, they're just serious setups so when kilo approached me to take them over yeah i was it was definitely something i really enjoyed and at the time fergal donald from respond was the men's manager down there and i, I would I, I definitely would say i've learned a lot from him and he was a really really great help in, in, in my coaching career but uh yeah, look, we, we got to a county final. Uh, we're betting another county semi final the year before. Um, yeah, look, the, the, I suppose Kilo was a strange one. But they, they had been very successful in the mid 90s and that, but they were, they, kinda, they were a changing team at that stage. So it was very good bringing through a lot of younger girls and, and seeing them develop the way they did. Um, and then, yeah, look at obviously 2019 Longford. Longford came knocking and uh, yeah, we, we took on that. Obviously, it was great to have you in on board as a selector with me that year. And uh, I'm sure again, I, look, I taught you a lot as well. Yeah, of course. It's a lot of bad <laughs> habits, but look, at, we, we'll say nothing. Um, but no, yeah, look, it was, look, at, I suppose the way the ladies game has gone, to be involved in the inter-county setup, 
Um, it was a brilliant experience. Really, really good two years. Again, um, loads of highs, loads of lows. I suppose from a the one negative would be the fact just that the, we had such a young panel. I have no doubt that, that the group down there, they will go on to achieve great things over the next couple of years. Um, and but yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great way to kind of finish up with my my ladies game. And to be fair, and like the ladies game at the minute, like it's so it's so grown, like fastly grown. It's unbelievable how how much it's come even since I say you took over in two thousand fourteen to where it is now in twenty one. Like how far it's come from where where it has been. Oh, it's crazy! Like I remember back in two thousand fourteen, like if you were seven points ahead with two minutes to go, you were literally counting down the clock to make sure those two minutes were up. You know, it was, it was that whole cliche of, oh, you can get six goals in the space of five minutes. And, you know, just the game has completely changed. Like, the, what what goes into it behind the scenes, whether it's sports ecology, the nutrition, um, the s it's 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 my my whole take on it. Ladies Intercounty now is where men's Intercounty was three or four years ago. That's how far they've, they've caught up in it. And it's, it's only grown and grown. And, uh, yeah, look, it's a great game. It's, it's, it's an exciting game. It's a fast-paced game. And, you know, I, from my experience, anyway, you can only say that the, the girls deserve um, as much credit as any any man or, or, or lad because they put in the very same effort and they should get the very same uh, rewards from it, you know. So we'll, we'll take a step from Enda being on the football field and we'll look at Enda's personal life, I suppose, as well. You, at the minute, Enda, you're only, I suppose, everything that's going on in lockdown and... Uh, most pl- businesses are shutting down and so on. You've actually decided to open up a business, Caddy's Kitchen. Um, how is that going for you? What What's it all about, I suppose? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose, look, my father would have been would have worked in the confectionery game of cakes and buns and that for the last 30 years. So I would have always been knocking about there, giving him a hand with that. So I, I, I've seen an opening for uh, for something in the market. So, yeah, there, oh, maybe eight or nine months ago, I decided to go back to college to do a... Uh, a business entrepreneur course just to kind of get my get get my kind of fingers uh wet so to speak and 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 that so yeah it's it's officially up and running now the last five weeks and thank god it's 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 been excellent so far and, and the reviews and everything else has been top fast and we're in we're in over 20 counties now at the minute throughout ireland so wow. uh, yeah it's 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 busy it's busy times at the minute but like that it's exciting times and um it's something i also want to do is to have my own business and and that so yeah it's, it's really exciting times and uh yeah really looking forward to the next couple of months will you find it hard and because i've known you personally a long time you put a hundred percent into uh football and managing teams will you find it hard i suppose now being i suppose a business owner and trying to be a manager that's going on to win county titles etc etc or is it just something that flows off the back you know what i mean um i look at obviously it has its pros and cons but i suppose going back to 2016 managing the three teams that year i really do believe that that's done me serious serious good not just on uh, from a sporting point of view but just from a work ethic point of view like yeah. for from, from from December until pretty much November that year was pretty much seven nights a week and and kind of anything I've done since then I've always felt like I've had so much time so it sounds silly but yeah I, I definitely do believe that that year did kind of give me uh, a great work ethic going into the new business and and, and the new team that I'm with this year and yeah I, I look I'm just really enjoying things at the minute and um, really looking forward for the next couple of months like I said so in the Sheridan 2021 you're heading for you've gone back into the men's game you're heading for Castle Daly GA here in Westmead 
uh, a senior team that has just come down to intermediate grade relegated last year um, I, I'm assuming there'll be pressure on this year and you have to bounce back uh, to senior or what way are you looking at it yourself yeah no look first of all I suppose delighted to be to be involved with Castle Daly um, met with the lads there uh, maybe back in November and it was very clear uh, both from the committee point of view and from the players point of view what they what they were hoping to achieve in 2021 and not only 21, but what they were hoping to achieve over the next couple of years, and straight away I bought into bought into the to what the way they were thinking, and um, yeah, look, look, I suppose Castellelli, um, the, the, their their age profile for me is, is absolutely brilliant. A couple of older lads like Alan Stone, Paddy Holloway, Lorcan Dolan, etc. They have loads of serious young talent like Aaron Nugent, Dan Even, Jordan Nugent, the list goes on, and. Uh, Look, I suppose for me coming from a, a club where hurling is, is is has to has to play a part, um, it's brilliant just to, to be involved with a club that the lads can solely focus on football and, and the task at head. And look, I know it hasn't been ideal with not being allowed the pitch, but the lads, the effort the boys put in over the last four and a half months has been has been unbelievable. And I, I know we're all looking forward to getting back on the pitch now uh, on tenth of May. And uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be all systems go then. The facilities over in Castle Daly and uh, are unbelievable. Now I don't know anyone has been there in a while, but that alone, I suppose, is going to stand um, heads above heels for you to get these guys to where they need to go uh, in the terms of. Uh, walking track, floodlets, two pitches, gyms, they've everything over there at the minute. It's fantastic. Look, it's, again, coming from Fane, which is a rural area, rural community, Castle Daly is the very same, but what they've done and what they've built out there is, is unbelievable. Like, they've they recently just got floodlets, floodlights onto the main pitch, and they, they look fantastic. The walking track, I've been down there a couple of evenings now uh, over the last couple of months, and Jesus, it's 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 it does be packed, you know, people out walking on it, it's brilliant, and the gym is phenomenal as well. and even I know they've they've um, they've put together a ladies club with with Kloga there this year as well, and like it's it really is a community that just seems to be going one way, and it's it's definitely great to be a part of it. And um, a really good management team going in with me there with Owen Jordan from Madlone, and uh, Owen, yeah, really really looking for Owen would have been involved with for anyone just know he would be involved with the Maris that were got two Lancer titles or. We're betting two Leinster finals, am I right saying that? Correct. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, myself and Owen actually would have played county underage together. So we would have played under 14 to minor together. So kind of as soon as I got the job, Owen was the first man I contacted. And uh, yeah, look, very lucky to have Owen coming in on board now. And uh, he's a top class coach. And uh, yeah, like I said, really looking forward to, to getting the lads down the pitch and getting the loading that bit better. And hopefully going on to challenge for, for championship glory. Ah, yeah, no, that has to be done. The, the one thing I would say, and I suppose you know as well as I do, that intermediate, you know, it it's really open for anyone um, to to come in and win it. You know, it's not like a senior or junior where your your um, team drops down. Uh, you're almost guaranteed that. Like, that's wide open. There, there's so many strong teams at intermediate level. As someone said to me last week, uh, it's harder to get out of intermediate than it is to get into it. <laughs> intermediate is just... It's and I know that with Tane for years, like we got bet in four semi-finals before we actually won won a final. It's just it's such a such a tough grade. Like I think more proved it last year. I don't think anyone would have had more than the top two or three teams to win an intermediate last year, and and they went on to, to obviously win it. Um, look, it's going to be an incredibly tough tough uh, group championship to get out of, and I I, I, I reckon they're going to revert back to the groups of three like they did last, year, which will just make it that bit tougher as well. But Look at all we can do is prepare ourselves as well, well as possible, which the lads have done themselves. 
remarkably over the last four months. And I suppose from, from next Monday on, it'll be, it'll be up to to the management and, 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 and the group as a whole to make sure we leave no stone unturned over the next five or six months and, and try to bring back that championship to Castle Daly. And a, a question for you, Andy, and I know this is going to be asked anyways along the lines. Who is the toughest Sheridan? Is it yourself, Derek, or Ray? Jesus, that is a good question. It's a question that's been asked many a time, Mark. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll, give, I'll give the answer I'll always give. I'd say none of the above will go with Frank Sheridan. Well, he's a tough man. He's a tough man. He's a tough man. Uh, no, uh, I, no, no, no. Yeah, look, Frank, Frank's a hardy old fecker now. And, uh, would you have always got again, on, Enda? Like, as brothers? Ah, yeah, we would have. Yeah. We would have barred, barred all the time at Christmas when you would have got an old snooker table or something and you'd arrive back in Stephen's morning rearing for a day of playing snooker and they hit shite over the corner <laughs> and after Derek and Ray, Derek and Ray, Derek, Derek and Ray doing something out of WWE thinking they're the Dudley boys or something. And, uh, <laughs> but but uh, no, we would have always, there was five years between myself and Ray and five years between myself, uh, sorry, between Ray and Derek and no, we would have always been very, very close. Even now, myself and Derek's living here in Mullingar and Ray's out in Rochester Bridge. And we'd uh, we'd be very, very close, yeah. Ray's also involved in management as well, if I'm right saying that. He's with Bally coming over and awfully as well. So he's gone into that game as well. He is indeed. Yeah, he was uh, he was with Banlagore here in Westmead there for two years. And yeah, this is his second year over in Ballycommon there now. So, uh, you know, like that, he's loving it over there. He, he seems to have a really good group of lads over there as well. And... Um, so yeah, hopefully they'll go on and hopefully win a championship this year. And your and your dad, for anyone to just know, as long as I know your dad and uh, uh, Frank, he's a huge, huge follower of I suppose your success and what you've done. Like that man does not miss a game wherever you're going. Like yeah, look to be fair to the staff from when Ray was playing under ten right up until until our very last game with Longford last year. You know he will not miss a game no matter where it is. Uh, throughout the country, he just he lives for it. Uh, absolutely lives for it. And looking like that, he was chairman of of Castle for Jesus. It could be eleven or twelve years, maybe. Wow. And um, yeah, no, he'd be a big, big football man. But like that, huge, huge follower of football now. And I, I think he's just raring to get going now to get down to Castle Daly and and, and have a have a new uh, a new project to look forward to. <laughs> giving you giving you the diagnosis. <laughs> And and uh, I suppose the the funny thing as well is for anyone that doesn't know, your housemate is Michael Reynolds, Bool they call him, and he was with Mayo senior ladies last year under Peter Lee. So I'd say there must be some crack there at the weekend after games and a bit of chat and banter or people talking or what way is it? Yeah, Deval Mick is a housemate of mine now for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, look when he was involved with Mayo when I was involved with Long Sunday evenings were we're always a, a very touch and go moment. You either came home and went straight up the stairs, or you came home and you went in and you dissected everything from the warm up to, to the food after the game. So <laughs> no, Mick, Mick would, Mick would have been involved with Peter Leahy over the last ten years wherever Peter went. Uh, Mick was Mick was there with him. So yeah, look, it's it's great to have something to be living with someone like that and to be look at I suppose sport in general uh, just be sp- spoken about in this house twenty four seven. But just to be able to bounce things off and. And like that dissect games etc it's great it's great to have the bone mix there to, to to bounce things off you know and i suppose before we wrap up and what i like to ask um any guest that's on at the end of every uh show if we're looking at early senior predictions for 2021 all Ireland senior football and all Ireland senior hurling 
who's your thoughts or what you're going for this year? Well, I'll go with uh, the foreign sport to me, which would be hurling. <laughs> and uh, look, I think from watching them the last two or three years, I think Limerick are a serious machine at the minute. Um, from a physical point of view, from a skill set point of view, even in age profile, they just they seem to be just at it at the minute. And I can't see anyone stopping Limerick next year. Um, I suppose from a, a football point of view, um, I do think Dublin are going to get caught. Um, who's going to catch them? I don't know. Um, I'm sure Kerry will be hurting after after 2020. I'm sure Galway will be hurting after the great league campaign they had. And I, I think Park Joyce is going to do great things with them uh, either this year or next year or the year after. Cork again then is is you know they're they're a sleeping giant with the with the backing and that they have down there. Look at oh, I speak if of, I was to put speaking of what do you make of Shane Lowry coming in with Awfully? I think it's fucking brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant and I think it just sums up the man he is and um I think it's brilliant and I look at for a non-professional game, I think we need as much of that as possible. Yeah. You know, every every county at this stage nearly has, you know, somebody, West Reeders like Michael O'Leary or whoever else. Like, I, I, you just have to look at Limerick and look what JP McManus has done mm-hmm. with Limerick. Like or Lumpish, you know, it has made a huge advantage. Um, and I think, look, if, if, if across the board, if every county could get someone like that to give them some sort of financial back, and I think it's a no-brainer. And I've no doubt he's a staunch Offaly man. I've no doubt over the next 10, 12 years, Offaly will reap the rewards of, of what Shane Lowry is doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's... That did you give me your football? No, sorry, you didn't. I interrupted you. I, I did. I, I didn't. Um, yeah. I, look, if I had to put put money on it, I will go. Kerry. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Listen, and I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, yet again, I want to wish you every success this year with Cassidy Senior Men. Um, I hope you get a championship back and we'll have a pint somewhere in the style or Fitzpatrick's down in Castledaly. Um. From what you've been through with your back and the whole lot, you are, I suppose, an inspiration to a lot of people how you bounced back and how you just didn't, I suppose, throw the GA to one side. You kept working at it and getting back into the management. Um, my good friend, I will talk to you soon. Alan, thanks a million. Best of luck in the future. All right, bud. See you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was the great Mr. Enda Shorten all the way from Finney, County Westmead. A nice man. A very nice man. In <laughs> fairness to him, though, he's um, he Enda is at the minute setting up his own little bun company. He is, yeah, Cathy's Kitchen. Cathy's Kitchen. I have tasted the free samples that he kindly gave us in the post. Very nice. Yeah, uh, they're in all shops in um, Westmead, and they're in a couple of shops in Offaly, and a couple. Of sh- he's twenty counties, so. We said we'd give him a little bit of a shout out. Don't Just be afraid. Of, don't be afraid. The Ferrero Rocher one, that was my favourite. <laughs> I really love that one. <laughs> Nathan, why is it more and more each week we do an episode, you're talking more about food? Well, sure, come here. I have to talk about something that I know about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to move on this week to um, prediction time. We're going to look at the Ladies All-Ireland Series for 2021. This would be something that <laughs> I'm very interested to hear what Nathan has come out with this one. i done uh, a little bit of research. Give me give me credit. i done a little bit of research, all right? Yeah, well, listen, we'll, we'll see how much you've done. We're going to start from the bottom. So Start from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> we're going to Junior first. Uh, junior All-Ireland Series. It just, New York ain't going to be in it. 
Travelers London ain't going to be in it. Traveller restrictions. Yeah. Um, so you're left with five teams. I think five teams. You'll have Carlo, Antrim, Derry, Wicklow. Wicklow. And my last team, why can't I get it in my head? Because it's not a burger. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Limerick. 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 So this will be interesting. Um, I really... Wicklow, Wicklow, everyone thought last year, Nate, we're going to bounce back from being relegated to intermediate to thought we're going to go straight back up. Yeah. And they were caught in the final by Fermanagh. Um, and I don't, I really can't see them being bet this year. Yeah, I'm the same. I just, I just can't see them being bet. Listen, there's good teams in it. And the funny thing about junior championship, it's nearly as hard to call as the intermediate championship. And good girls have came from junior championship footballers like individuals in counties Emer Smith top class forward from Fermanagh um, I know Loud only recently came up in the last year or two like Kate Flood yet again unbelievable footballer she would have be- actually had Aussie rules trials you know what I mean right yeah but there's actually just while you, while you mentioned that there is a good couple of uh, Irish ladies playing out in Australia at the minute yeah, sure Orla Dwyer recently she's a Tipperary footballer that's right yeah. she was the second woman ever in the history of the grand final AFLW that to be an Irish person to win yeah yeah so oh, it's great to see unbelievable because I know you have a couple of the men over there as well and also Tanto Halpin was there for a long time as well I don't know is Zach Tooney's there um Guys, I would know Zach Tui. I know Ray Connell and Donna Stint over there were staying Kilda's from Westmead. Um, John Heslin and Donna Stint, I think, as well. But, anyways, back into the the, the LGFA. The LGFA. We'll just go on a ramble if we don't. Exactly. I listen. I would be going, Nathan. I really would have to say Wicklow this year. And I think they're probably going to meet. If I'm going to say Wicklow in a final, and they'll probably meet. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to say Carlo. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say Wicklow as well because like that as well, having come down last year, the year before last, thought they were going to bounce straight back up because they were looking fairly good. Got caught in the hop in the final. Can't see them. Go, I can't see them beating this year. No. So, yeah. I'm so, going to go with Wicklow as well. Listen, we'll move on to intermediate and Jesus, intermediate's harder to call than I'm just than going to go out and say Westmead. That's it. <laughs> That's your I'm part. I'm just going to say it was me. Because I'll be honest with you, I like the look of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I like the look of them now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Westmead for the Well, listen, Nathan, not a bad shout considering Westmead bet in the All-Ireland final last year. Did a handy run yes. to the intermediate final. Um, the bet Longford convincingly, the bet Loud convincingly. Roscommon almost caught them in the hop in the semi-final. And obviously, Mead toppled them in the final. But with the All Ireland Intermediate, yes, I'd love to see Westmead win and I hope they win it. But I'm not truly convinced they will get as much uh, of a handy run this year when you have the likes of, like, you still have the likes of Clear in the All Ireland semi final last year. Kildare under Daniel Moynihan's charges, like, they're, they're a sleeping giant, to be fair. Yeah. Um, You have. God, down. They had a, an unbelievable league campaign last year. Really put in a... There were contenders if COVID didn't come in to probably get into a league final. If I'm looking at it, Nathan, if, if four contenders for me that are going to be in the semi-final, in my eyes, and I think it's going to be 
They're lovely eyes. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to say Westmead, Kildare, Clare. And if I'm going to go on a limb here, I'm going to say Roscommon. Okay. Yeah. And I just think everyone thinks that Roscommon, you know, they're nearly done and dusted and... You know, they're after, they just can't get over the stepping stone. Diano here has gone in with them this year. They had huge success with Mayo, huge success with Longford. And I just think she's going to add that extra 10% to actually get them to a final. Um, they're, they're really not a bad squad. And from working down in Roscommon on, with the club scene, they're really, really good, exciting prospects in clubs yeah. that are now only coming up to the age of senior intercounty football. But I'll tell you what I want, Murph. What? What I really, really want. Tell I me. want one of those Longford ladies GAA jerseys with Declan Nurney on the front of it <laughs> like a uh, just a memorabilia just to have it like come here let's be real I'm not going to get one to fit me so I might as well have it there to look at you know with a Declan Nurney logo with the Declan Nurney logo on it I think that's, that, that's lovely well we can arrange that do sort of how surely Shorten has a couple of ties there <laughs> still with Longford he'd be able to get one for me <laughs> um, so anyway Morph your picks intermediate Definite. Who do you think? One. Well, one I team. go Westmead. Westmead. Okay, Westmead. Right, moving on to the big one, the senior ladies. Oh, Nathan, listen, Dublin, they're they're going for five in a row. They're going for five in a row, yeah. And in, and in fairness, they've played. They've pretty much been in every final since two thousand and fourteen. Lost out three in a row to Cork. They're after winning, then went on to win their next four after that. So. Listen, it's the same thing again. Like Mick Bohan has been in there and he's done unbelievable work with them. He was with clear footballers as well as stinted managers. That's right, yeah. Um, Ken Robinson was written from DCU and these boys putting colossal work. Like, what they've done to Dublin is just unbelievable. I, it's hard to look past Dublin for, for five. Now, yeah. I know Noel Healy has retired, which would be a massive loss. Yeah, big loss. But, do you know who Noel Healy is, Nathan? What position would Noel Healy play on the pitch? I uh, should be there, thereabouts, in, in the middle, or <laughs> should be. <laughs> I love the way you just answered and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sitting here agreeing with you now. For one of <laughs> she, <laughs> she is a massive loss um, to them as well, but yeah, still, have, same thing again, huge girls coming through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, young prospects from Fox Rock, Kilmacode. Um, Thomas Davis these girls that are really really good footballers yeah. so listen I'd love in my eyes I'd love to see Armagh get a crack at them okay yeah simple reason being Armagh, you just love Armagh don't you I do but Armagh almost copped Dublin ladies on the hop last year in the All-Ireland semi-final um, Amy Macken was back from a cruciate unbelievable footballer unbelievable for a girl of rage and uh, her sister Blonnet as well and then you'll have um, Carol Hanlon as well really good footballers I'd like to see them have another crack at it um, it's kind of like the lads though to a certain extent kind of get bored at, at us you know what I mean Yeah. certain while just looking at them I'd like to see I'd even like to see like some Mayo come out of the woodwork all the Karna Khan girls are back yeah. um, and have a crack at it as well you know what I mean For, uh, new management f- fresh ideas but it, if I'm going to go with anyone I'm going to say Armagh for the crack of it. Right, okay. Well, like, just looking back at the record for the, the All-Ireland Finals, like, you can never really write off Cork. But you can't, like, before Dublin came on the scene... Like, Dublin only beat them by five points in the final last year. Yeah. 
Depends yeah. on one ten to one five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's they're always going to be there thereabouts. Cork always like, Cork seemed to be Eamon Ryan and Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but Eamon Ryan was with them um for numerous years. Mm. And I'm far as far as I now I might be wrong in this, but I'm gonna say he won either ten or eleven all irons with them. Right, okay. It's like ten, eleven all irons with you know, that's unbelievable. That's a lot of gold to polish, in fairness. It is a lot of gold to polish. Um, <coughs> yeah, I'd look. Who are you going for? I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, winning streak. We'll just spin a wheel here. Well, it's not that. Ding, it's ding, ding, like ding, ding. you can say a Dublin. You can be a born devil and say a Dublin, you know, based on the fact that they're going for the five in a row or whatever. But I like the look of Cork. I just, I like, I like Cork. I'm going to say Cork. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah, Cork. No, good shout, good shout. Why I'd, not? I'd say I think they'll be in the top four, and I think looking at it, you're probably gonna look at Mayo, Cork, Dublin, and then it's a flip up between Armagh, Monaghan, so on. Basically, everybody else in the competition. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's them. They're the top. They're the top three. Yeah. So you're going for Armagh. Uh, yeah. I'm going for Cork. There'll be some crack if we have in our Mark Cork final. <laughs> huh? The two of us will be hopefully down in the pub bed in the heads of each other. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, that's that wrapped up. All right. I want to thank yet again Enda Sheridan uh, yep. for coming on this week's podcast. Good man, Andy. Um, quick week. Next week we'll have the hurling, so we'll be having a big chat about that. And we'll look at the Camogie uh, master plan for the fixtures and who we're going to think is going to win the junior, intermediate, senior. Uh-huh. and other than that Nathan don't forget like share follow and also we had a winner for our competition Elaine Horrigan from yeah, Limerick Elaine Horrigan from Limerick so well done Elaine uh, don't forget to keep an eye on the Facebook page we actually have a couple of nice little competitions coming up in the next couple of months correct correct and right that's been it from this week's episode folks from myself Nathan and myself Murph Keep on poking and we'll see you next week. Good night. Good luck.